Hey everybody, welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Darius. I'm Dylan. And I'm Jan. On Trek to the Holodeck, uh, we're doing the hard work of definitively ranking every single episode of Star Trek that features the holodeck or a hollow suite or a hollow whatever this is in this episode. And we judge all the episodes on a certain criteria. We judge it on dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. Yeah, you're probably asking yourself, what qualifies as a holodeck episode? And we had to ask ourselves that question as well. And we've decided that it is any episode that features the holodeck, whether it's a couple seconds of the holodeck, whether it's the whole episode in the holodeck, we are going to cover it. This is a comprehensive list. So uh, because of that, we are actually doing an episode that you wouldn't expect us to. It's called Unexpected. It's season one, episode four of Enterprise, and it came out October 17th, 2001. We're doing an Enterprise episode. You were doing an Enterprise episode. Oh, boy. So buckle up, grab a beer, grab some popcorn or some space worms, and join us on our Trek to the Holodeck. 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 I thought we were going to, like, harmonize there. I got really excited. Believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengaged the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. <laughs> so, well, speaking of harmonies. <laughs> Speaking of harmonies, yeah, how good are the harmonies in the Enterprise? I mean, we're all big fans of the oh, Enterprise God. theme. It's okay. It's it's wild. So good. <laughs> this is the first Enterprise episode I've ever watched. I've seen this like the song before, but it's just on a whole nother of an, another level of insanity. Like right? truly. Oh, yeah. Oh God! What, what's what's what I love it's, about Enterprise is the first seven times you hear the intro theme, you're like I can't believe this got through <laughs> the studio notes or whatever, and then the eighth time you're like, I love this. Yeah, this is my favorite show. And then season this two, show, you're like, this fucking blows. Why did they choose this? Yeah, I had that when I first heard it. I was like, this is terrible, but I it's can't terrible. stop watching it. Like just the theme song itself, incredible. It feels like God Rock. It, it yeah. totally is. It's I, got the God Rock feel to it. It's, I, I get kind of pumped, though. I do like the credit sequence. Like, oh, yeah. If you take out the song <laughs> and you put a different something there. I don't, I don't there, think so. I think they I go know, together. They go together like, they, like they America in, and Apple Pie. <laughs> <laughs> it feels uh, very much a product of its time. Right? Truly. Which is... 2001. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's very patriotic. I got to say. Patriotic. It's very like, it has a weird patriotism I've to it. Got faith of the heart. <laughs> What's weird too is, so we have to address the fact that this came out, this show came out basically around the time of September. Like I think yeah. maybe a yeah. week or, and what a weird time for this show to come out. But that means this was not reaction to September. No, 11th. no, no. This no. was the plan. The plan was <laughs> yeah, sorry, to make right. this, this perfect show. <laughs> <laughs> this well, was like, the plan. I, I think I read somewhere, and maybe I'm just making this up, that because they were bringing Star Trek back 
on air after a, a little break, right? It's like been a, six it, months or something. Yeah. <laughs> was it six months? It really was like Voyager. <laughs> ended, when did Voyager then, end? Like earlier that 99 year. 99 or, yeah, 2000 or May something. May of 2001. Uh, then I'm making this up. I was going to say like they were trying to like bring it into a modern, like. I could see that. to a modern though. audience. Yeah. And, like because they were like, oh, Star Trek is this like boring old show that like old fogies like. Let's sex it up. So they were Let's like, we got to make up. it like cool. And I think they did it. Yeah, this show fucks. <laughs> uh, Enterprise Fox, guys. Uh, I mean, I will say that this show is so much. It's, it. it's the most that Star Trek has ever been like hot and sexy Star Trek until the Abrams movies. I yeah. think like, that's. This feels more. Again, this is the only episode I've seen, but. This seems like next level sexy, where like all the women are just hot. Like they're hot. just hot. Everybody's hot. Yeah, like everybody's crazy. Even hot. the JJ ones are like people are attractive, but they're not like just sexualized all the time in like every single thing that they do. Yeah, early two thousands. That's <laughs> just wild. like look at any show from the early two thousands. I guess yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but also, even like Bacula it's a very, and Trenier, yeah, yeah, on. it's Sorry. a very white cast. I was gonna say, like, that's it's a very white. That's cast. another thing I was gonna say is it feels like they like it feels like they made this show for like the MAGA Trek fans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but twenty years before the MAGA Trek fans existed. Like, if MAGA Trek fans got their way, this is the show that would be on right now. Like, that's how I feel about this show. They'd be like, yep, this is it. Mostly white people and everyone's hot. There, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in Enterprise 2 that fits what you're describing, Dylan. Like, that's because true. it's pre-Starfleet, pre-Federation, there's no prime directive. So sometimes Archer <laughs> does some weird shit. Yeah. And he's like, that felt weird, right? There should probably be a rule about this. And then, like, end of the episode. <laughs> Like, a lot of times they're just winging it. And that's one of the things I love about this show is, like, Earth is just kind of a dumb planet that has warp five. And they're just fucking around <laughs> in the Alpha Quadrant. Just fucking around <laughs> Trying in space. not to trip on their own dicks. And they do it a lot. <laughs> well, um, do you give us some credits, Jan. You got, sure, sure. You got some credits. So this is the fourth episode ever of Enterprise. So it's very early goings. Uh, it came out October 17, 2001, which is, you know, a month after 9-11. Uh, it was written by Rick Berman and BB, Brandon Braga. How Braga. could, How could he's they? He's got his hands all over BB. everything, man. And Rick Berman does, too. They and, both do. Uh, he's legendary for, you know, being a terrible, terrible producer. Everybody hates Rick Berman. Yeah. And I have some theories about this episode and how he impacted what happens in this episode. I could very well see that. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Mike, Mike Vejar or Vejar. I'm sorry. Mikey V. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. Mikey V. Uh, seven episodes of DS9 under his belt. One of the next generation, including, and that one was coming of age where there's a holodeck scene. So we'll oh, be doing shit. that at some point. Come back. To 13 Mike. of Voyager. It's pretty amazing that, I don't know, I feel like, the Enterprise feels like such a departure. It doesn't feel like a departure, but at first it feels like such a departure from Star Trek. Um, Truly. And then you get back, and then you get, like, you get into like end of season one and season two, and it just becomes a regular Star Trek show, but a little fast and loose. But it feels, <laughs> it's pretty amazing that like it's just all, all the same Star Trek people who was writing yeah. Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and like Next Generation. They're all just there. It kind of grosses me out, to be perfectly it's honest. It's gross. Like the fact that this has been in this has been in them the whole time, and they're like, "This is what we've always wanted to do." Just we weren't able to like really do it. 
and like I feel like this is their magnum opus. They're like, this is it. This is what we've always wanted to do. Finally, do scenes. <laughs> Where the captain is showering <laughs> and we get to see his chest. We were watching, we, I was watching this episode right before we started recording with my girlfriend Sasha, and she made the point, and it's true, probably. There was no women in this writing room. In this oh, room. absolutely not. All men. Yeah. All men. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The, our, the music was by our boy Jay Chataway. Jay Chataway. Oh, Jay Chataway. If yeah. only he was responsible for the opening song. Yeah, Jay would have crushed it, I'm sure. Do a few uh, guest star shout-outs, because that's my favorite bit. Julianne Christie played Alan. Who's that? Sexy lizard? Sexy sexy lizard lady. <laughs> okay. And Christopher Darga played Vorok the Klingon. He had played a Klingon in the past on Deep Space Nine. Cool. The All episode, right. The Way of the Warrior. So kind of typecast for Christopher Darga. Yeah. So let's talk about let's let's talk yeah. about the stuff outside of the holodeck before we yeah, I mean, we'll yeah. do a quick let's, synopsis let's do a quick yeah. little yeah quick little synopsis <laughs> let's do a synopsis <laughs> so the Enterprise is like two weeks out of Earth Star Dock and yeah. is already just having problems there's something going on with the gravity system their malfunctions all over the ship <laughs> Captain Archer showering falls on his butt while in the middle of a shower because they're gravity issues this, what's going on this scene by the way where like in the, the pre the pre yeah it reminds me of uh did you guys ever watch the show eureka um no. it was on sci-fi Mm-mm. and it just i don't know the music that's happening the 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 way it happens it it just reminds me of that show it was truly an odd sight for me because <laughs> I've been watching a lot of DS9, as I said last time, but I'm, like, <laughs> nearing the end of it. So I went from, like, the last, like, seven episodes of DS9 straight into this, and it opens up with Scott Bakula taking a shower in space, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck oh, yeah. is going on? Like, <laughs> Yep. No sonic showers. And then, yeah, floating and being super cash about, like, so um, when, do you, when is that going to be fixed? That's fine. It's fucked. That's fine. It, but when is it going to be fixed? I do like that about Archer's character that he's a test pilot. So he's yeah. cool with shit going wrong. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like that that carries through his character. Some yeah. classic physical humor with them being like, eh, in a couple, now, just right now. And he falls. No, no. It's going to be. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so yeah, it turns out that an alien ship has been using their warp field, they've been drafting. Or their plasma. To recharge their warp coils yeah. or something, they've, right? They've been drafting basically behind their yeah. Yeah. warp field, yeah, and using their warp field to recharge their coils. And, like yeah. Marty McFly on the back of that Toyota truck on their skateboard, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Nice, it yeah, yeah. Like, that's a, they're Marty McFlying <laughs> on the Enterprise. They're Marty McFlying on the Enterprise. <laughs> and so immediately they're like, so they they contact the ship. Yeah. Uh, there's a nice little moment where Hoshi has to come up with a translation of their language on the spot. She's just like. I love again the, the, the continuation of the Star Trek tradition of hold on I'm modulating and it's just like because great. Is it, this isn't this is like this not pre Universal Translator but it's like early Universal Translator she's yeah. inventing it basically she's like tuning yeah. tuning all the 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 knobs and like a fucking crazy scientist you know yeah. in the ocean or whatnot there's a line that she says and I can't remember but it's one of her first lines and she says it and I and when she said it, I was like. She looks and sounds very high right now. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I was just like, 
So they're basically like, hey, um, we're not going to fight you, but what's going on, cloaky ship? Yeah. And then they figure out, you know, there's a problem and they, they need to send their top engineer over to help fix the ship. Because, like, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah, head engineer trip. Yeah, old trip. Mr. Connor Trenier. G. Willikers yeah. America man, is, as Which I like they, to call him. Basically, he's like, <laughs> yeah. And I like to call him poor man's Brad Pitt because that's kind of what he looks like. Oh, oh. That's, a, that's a tank. Yeah, I yeah, see it. I see that. <laughs> I, um, I do like how he's like bones, but an engineer. Like he's very yeah. of the earth, salt I of the earth the, kind of yeah, dude. Yeah, the bones vibes with him. They kind of took bones and like split bones off into Malcolm, the head security officer, mm-hmm. and Trip, the head engineer. Yeah, yeah. Because they kind of have that interplay together. So what happens next? Uh, oh, so they, yeah, so they like or they agree to send Trip over, um, and like Fox gives him his his like immunizations basically and makes it so that he can uh, acclimatize quicker to their environment. But it's gonna take three hours for Trip to like decompress into their uh, environment, and so they like fly the runabout over shuttlecraft, shuttlecraft mm-hmm. runabout, yeah. I mean, they're basically the same thing. It can right? all be Deep Space Nine stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, whatever. Um, they fly the shuttlecraft over and they, you know, they connect and then Trip gets onto the alien ship. And there's like a, a moment where you, here where he's in this decompression chamber and it starts to fill with smoke. And they're doing it on purpose, making the audience feel like, oh, are they, was this a trick? Are they going to like gonna take get him poisoned. hostage? Yeah. Yeah, right? And they say, no, this is just how you acclimatize. But this whole lead up to it really does feel like they're going to make these aliens like evil. Yeah. And then it like, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to this in a second. But it really switches on a dime. And they become like not evil, like real quick. And they just kind of abandon that storyline. Yeah. Which was very interesting to me. I don't know. I Yeah. I personally, when he gets on the ship and is all discombobulated... I was a big fan of this whole sequence. I loved. I thought the aliens looked cool. Their ship was rad. The whole sequence was fun. I agree with you. I think. I think it's what it does a really good job of. Of is not only putting you in Trip's shoes, but also this is the first time in Star Trek that I can remember where the aliens we feel the alienness of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas usually it's just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, these are squid aliens. Uh, they need to be frozen <laughs> to transport. That's squid normal. Terrorists. They're also squid terrorists. terrorists. Excuse me. Terrorists. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but like in this episode, it's like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's going to be like. Basically, the only aliens we know are Vulcans and Klingons. Go put them in a tube yeah. and shoot them over yeah. there. <laughs> and we should say that the um, the view screen was down uh, when they were talking to him. So we don't even get to see these aliens until him. Trip comes onto the ship. And he's right. in this like weird, like not enough oxygen, probably high on something state, basically. Yeah. And and the Zerillians, that is the name of the aliens, they keep saying, like, hey, you should take a nap, like, in the past that has helped. And he's just like, no. And he keeps being like, no, fuck, I need to get, I need to do my job now. I need to do my job now. If an alien race told you to take a nap and you were, like, drugged out, you'd be like, no, you're going to kill me. Like, what? Fuck you. You take a nap. You (laughs) take a nap, Zerillian. I'm not drugged. You is. And he's like calling pa- in a panic. He's calling Archer. He's like, yeah. Dad, I want to go home. Dad. Yeah. So, like, they basically were like, You should take a nap. He's like, No. So they get to work and there's just lights flashing everywhere. He's like, I can't do this. I got to go back. So he calls Archer. And Archer's reading a book when this happens. Archer's like on vacation, basically. Cause like, he's just chilling. He's chilling. There's, not, 
I'm guessing yeah. the whole <laughs> ship is like that, with exception to the the bridge, because like what what, what else is going? They have three days where Trip is doing something and no one else can do anything. So Archer's reading a book and he's like, "I gotta, our Captain, I gotta come home, Captain." I gotta come home. Cap. I gotta come home, Cap. Home, come home. And Archer's like, "All right, <laughs> calm down. Let me talk. Let me talk to the oh, captain." God. Captain basically gives Archer the same rundown of like, "We told him to take a nap. He didn't want to take a nap. Yeah, just take a nap. Just has to take a so, nap." <laughs> so Archer orders him to take yeah. a nap. I think he does say literally like, "Take a nap, trip." That's an order. That's, <laughs> That's an, an order. order. He does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes a nap and he wakes up feeling just way Great. better, just fantastic. He was just jet lagged, um, and then. And then, like, s- sexy lizard alien lady shows up with, like, a, a bucket of water cubes, basically. Jello she's cubes like, of water. Jello cubes of water. And she's like, this is the this is the best we could do. <laughs> and then she, like, sexily <laughs> slinks up to him and sits down and, is, and starts, like, feeding him, like, grapes. This whole sequence felt like the lead up to some weird, like, alien sex well, there porno. Was the- and like there it was, was the moment so where he weird. was like, "What's all that stuff on the wall?" And she's like, "It's our food." And then she like sexily picks off the thing and like <laughs> eats it. And then she's like, "It's sweet. Do you want some?" <laughs> no, I don't want some of your alien grapes. <laughs> and he's like, "I want to get back to work." And she's like, "Actually, I want to show you something." Well, no, they get back to work. They do. Do they? Go, oh, they work. They go right? back they to work. work. They, fi- they, they fix. They work for a while and they basically almost. fix it. And they yeah. trip. Trip calls the bridge, and uh, he's basically telling the bridge all about everything that's going on on the ship. He's like, they got grass growing on the ground. This it's, place is Yeah, he's wild. basically like, this place is on <laughs> he's, like, he's like a kid like at a sleepover calling his dad, like, oh, yeah, and they got snacks on the walls. And then and- Archer comes in with the only way I can describe how Archer comes to the bridge is like he just woke up from a nap, and he's in the best place in his life. <laughs> like, And he's just like, Trip? Looks like you're feeling better. Like, how's it going? <laughs> you want to stay? You want to stay the night then? I don't have to come pick you up. Oh, my uh, God. And then that's so, when so, she was like, yeah. all right, this is going to take a while. Um, So I want to show you something. And that's when they go to show. She goes to show they him go something. To the holodeck. Um, I want to say something. We won't talk about the holodeck, but the moment they step inside the holodeck, uh, this is my favorite holodeck interior oh, yeah. of all time it's, i agree in my opinion they over designed it it's so over designed i think it's fucking sick i think it's awesome <laughs> Let, let's let's be all clear all the colors it's so gay so cool it's very gay it's the it's, best it is the it best is early 2000s future that's what yeah that's is, what they thought the future was going to look like in the early 2000s. It's coming back into fashion. It reminds me of the reflective material cool. that you put on your windshield to reflect the sun. You know that that that, that it's like, like iridescent. Color? Yeah. So if yeah. for anyone who hasn't watched fan. the episode, basically it's uh, like rainbow sparkly like material. It's cool man. That is like yeah. probably an alloy of some sort. It's the best holodeck inside I've ever seen for me. This is number one in the ranking of holodeck innards. So they do the whole the, whole the holodeck thing, which we'll get to. But basically, yeah. he she shows him the uh, hollow chamber. What does it? What does she call it? Something specific? I can't remember. I, I, can't I literally just watched this called. episode. I can't yeah. remember. But I yeah. think she calls but it like the hollow chamber, is. and she explains it's resequence photons. Yeah. Then we're back onto the shuttlecraft. And. They she puts her finger, yeah. they they put their fingers together in this weird this thing. Weird sand thing that we'll but talk it's about. just con- yeah weird sand thing that we'll talk about later. 
But then they, he gets back on the ship. He's like, you know, done the job. And he's talking to everyone. He's like, hey, they got this crazy, uh, this crazy like holodeck situation. And everyone's like, whoa, that's well, so wild. It's, yeah. Um, so like they, they, they're back on the shuttlecraft and they're talking about it. He doesn't talk about the hall, the hall thing, but he's just basically like that. That reminded me why I like I signed up was he wanted to like meet, like discover things. Back on the sh- hot alien, <laughs> yeah, he ship. wants hot alien ladies. <laughs> back on the ship, he he's eating with Malcolm. He's explaining to Malcolm. Malcolm's the head security officer. He's eating with Malcolm. He's explaining what's going on and what was going on on the ship. And then he brings up. He's like, "You'll never believe it. They have this like hollow technology." And I felt like I was actually there. And then Malcolm basically says, like, well, if we had one of those here, who knows what would be used for? He's like, <laughs> wink, 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 wink. And Trip goes like, well, I didn't, I don't know how well it would do with people, but it was, it was synthesized land pretty well. Basically, the writers were like, we all know that everyone's been talking about how the holodeck would be used for porn. So we're just, just going to so have much porn. We're just going to have yeah. one of our characters address it, basically. Yeah, like it's the first thing a person thinks is like, huh, you think yeah. you could bang in there? And of course, it's Malcolm, the British security officer. He's so uptight yeah. and boring. Who I'd like to think is like Bar- Barclay's long distant relative. <laughs> he, he, this is like the lineage of like porn in the holodeck. <laughs> Um, but like, uh, trip, what is his name? Trip. 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 Yeah. Um, he like feels a little itch on his wrist and there's a nipple that's on his wrist and he's like, what he is this? He didn't know what it was. He thought it was an allergic <laughs> reaction. He goes to the medical bay and Dr. Phlox, one of my favorite doctors in all of Star Trek, by the way, Dr. I agree. Phlox. He's great. Weird. He's great. Uh, John Billingsley. Yeah. He does a great job. Um, he, him and the doctor in Voyager are like up there as like best doctors. Sorry, Beverly Crusher. Um, Bashir. <laughs> Sorry, but- Dr. Pulaski. <laughs> <laughs> Big apologies, Pulaski. Um, he looks him over, and basically, this is one of the inconsistencies I've noticed in this episode, but it's not a big one, but Phlox uh, scans his sternum and says, like, there it is. Like, there's the baby, basically. He, like, says, congratulations, you're pregnant. Um, and then later on, we see where it is. It's, like, down on the side of his stomach area. So, like, why was he scanning the sternum? I don't know. That was just a weird inconsistency that no one else well, cares yeah. about except for me. Um. Well, and also he does reference, he's like, it's attached to your, it starts with a P. And yeah. I, I had to look it up, and I think that's part of the heart. Yeah. And that's why he couldn't remove yeah. the baby. Yeah. And so that matches up. But yeah. you're right. Like when it's lower down on his chest, like why is it down there? Was it just easier to do the makeup down there? It's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, maybe, I guess. It's easier for him to pull the shirt up. So that's why the episode's called Unexpected because he's got an unexpected pregnancy. There's one line in this that's one of my favorite lines in the whole thing. Sorry no, to cut it. you no, off. But the, uh, the Vulcan, what's her name? To Paul. To Paul. Uh, to Paul. Loki like makes fun of him and then he looks at her and says, We took a ride in a rowboat. <laughs> and it's the best delivered line in like the whole episode. It's incredible. I love it so much. Yeah, because Paul's like, Ugh, I've been on this ship for a month and already they're fucking aliens. And Tapal is technically the first Vulcan on a we don't have Starfleet yet, but like a human vessel. Earth ship. An yeah. Earth ship. yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen Enterprise, she's hot. <laughs> Super hot. She, she's Super sexualized She's Vulcan. unreasonably sexualized. <laughs> they were like, what if we made Vulcan? It's Vulcans fucking hot. weird. Um, 
Super hot. But, yeah. Yeah. And, so. and I think Jolene Balalek, by the way, does a great job with the character overall. She does. She's, she yeah. definitely does. Yeah. Um, but uh, can I just say, like, because we go through next, we go through a whole sequence of basically Trip being pregnant. And it's so obvious it's that up. guys wrote this because <laughs> I agree. It's such like it's, it's such just like tropes of being pregnant that like that yeah. like if you've never been pregnant before, this is what you think pregnancy is. Like Yeah, he starts wearing like a loose shirt. He starts wearing a loose shirt. Yeah. He, he like starts becoming like and very motherly and like trying to be like he's he's in engine trying he's to baby engineering at one point. Engine. He's just like <laughs> He's like, look at these bars. They they wouldn't be great for a short person. And like the ensign's just like, what are you talking about? And he's like, see, if you're going up this with your hands, it would just cut your fingers off. And he's like, but why would you be holding on to it? I don't know. <laughs> I agree. It's it's. I think this is a section I mentioned earlier that I feel like Rick Berman had his hands deeply in this episode. He's like, wouldn't it be funny if a man could get oh, pregnant? God. Man got pregnant. Incredible. I also love that these are supposed to be the most like, um, like evolved humans on this right. ship, right? Like th- these are the guys. The moment a dude gets pregnant, everyone's like, "Did you fucking?" Well, no, that's this but that's but that's also the thing. And they're no, all just that, laughing but that's about the thing, it. Is like, again, it's a such a like generalized trope of pregnancy is they're trying to make it sound like he's paranoid because no one's talking about him. Like nobody knows about it. Well, no, they're fucking laugh. No, but fucking what's his name? The the um, the captain yeah. Yeah, Scott yeah, Bakula is yeah. even kind no, of making course. fun of him yeah. about his like weird shit. And I'm like, be a fucking yeah. adult. He just got impregnated by an alien. <laughs> and and it kind of like he didn't know that he was doing it, which is something we should talk about. It's later. a low key. It's like a low. They're not trying to do this, but it's like a low key comment on like choice on like. Yeah. Like, like, they were probably just going for the joke, and, like, they didn't realize they were doing this, but, like, it really shows, like, yeah, how does it feel if you don't have a choice in whether or not you can get this thing out of your body or not? Right. Yeah. And it is in, it is very 2001 in the sense of, like, he has to keep the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have done this episode without any of the pregnancy tropes. They could have just been like, he accidentally got impregnated with a thing. And then dealt with yep. that, like alien yep. status. They could have just dealt with that instead of being like, I'm super hungry all the time. I'm moody. I want to baby proof the ship. Like, <laughs> it's just so, so weird. So then they, to, I'm going to fast forward yep. through a lot of this because it's like, they, it takes forever in this episode, but they track down the ship and it turns out that it's doing the same thing that they did to the Enterprise, but to a Klingon battle cruiser. Which, again, yeah. this really feels like. <sighs> And I could be wrong, but it just very much feels like there was one way this was written and then it got like taken and hijacked in a in another like draft of it to make the aliens not evil. Because like literally at every turn here, it feels like, okay, they're gonna uh they're going to um kidnap trip. They don't do it. Okay. Um they are now uh, doing the same thing to a vol- to a Klingon battle cruiser. So they're obviously not like their engines are obviously not malfunctioning. This is something that they do. No, they just they're just inept aliens, and it didn't get fixed. Like, and they're literally just what it is. Like they're just doing it again. And then like yeah, that it turns out they didn't 
do the pregnancy thing on purpose. Like it was a complete accident. No. So it's like Yeah, they're kind of like irresponsible aliens. Right? Super irresponsible. It feels like they yeah. could have done a, like a really kind of cool episode with these aliens like doing this stuff on purpose and instead it's just like they're all tripping over their own selves. Yeah. Like Yeah. So basically they they hitch a ride. They the Klingons don't want to let the Enterprise like help get these aliens oh, so that yeah. they can figure out the pregnancy this thing. This is like the most Klingon they work out some kind Klingons of deal. Are. Sorry, sorry to cut yeah, you off there. Yeah. But like No, no, you're good. They work out a deal. Well, they go yeah, on board. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trip fucking finds the lady and she's like, Oh, I didn't hey, know by that the way, you could get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't know that uh, uh our version of sex could potentially have repercussions for you. Yo, that's what popped that thought into my brain about like the whole sex scene. Is when she said that, I was like this is like a weird sexual assault. It thing. totally this is, is. Really it's fucking so weird. weird. <laughs> and they don't address it at okay. all because no. Rick Berman's like, wouldn't no. it be funny if a chick did this to a dude? <laughs> <laughs> and to him, it's like mm. that's the thought process. Yeah, um, but they get the, the they, he gets the alien out right, and um, they transfer it to another person, and that's essentially they, the end did of you, the episode. Did, I, I forget. Did you know? Did you note that they like promised the Klingons the holographic technology? Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they no, showed no, the Klingons how yeah. it like they show Konos. They basically on, they're yeah. on a holodeck, and they basically say like, "Yeah, we can figure out how to adapt it to your power matrix." So they basically give this in this episode. We find out that Klingons have holodecks. They have them, and before, they have them before yeah. what becomes the Federation eventually. Which yeah, again, I don't know why we. Like the humans wouldn't ask for that technology. It's also <laughs> one of the Klingons says one of the just the best lines when they're up there when they're looking out. And he says, "I can see my house from here." <laughs> I know. And I was like, "This is pre Sarah Palin saying that in 2008." But I can, I can see, see my, my house, house from here is hilarious. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's is, like it is now an iconic line, I'm and they didn't even know that they wrote it. I'm imagining. Uh, Rick Berman or BB giggling, typing this. I could see my home from here, and he's just, he's just like, it's so funny. No idea how funny it really even truly Incredible. is. Incredible. And so yeah, they're back on the Enterprise, all jolly jolly, and they go off and do yeah. other things, do more sex. Oh yeah, and stuff. Paul's like, by the way, uh, I've checked the records. This is the first time a man's ever been pregnant. A human man's ever they been bring pregnant. It back. And, and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't really aged well. Cause like, it hasn't aged well. I think by then, gender is going to be all different, and gender and sexuality and all that. But yeah. yeah. And it also just feels like uh, they didn't do the joke again, but earlier on in the episode, Archer says, uh, like, hey, if it makes you feel any better, this is probably the first time that there's ever been a interspecies pregnancy between humans and aliens. <laughs> yeah. Which really not the way I wanted to be in the history books. Yeah, and then at the very end, they're like, well, if nobody laughed at that joke, they're going to laugh at this one. They're going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, would you recommend watching this episode just for the holiday content? Fuck yeah. It's so you dumb. Would? It's I would so not. stupid. I would say no. <laughs> I would recommend it just for like the joy I get out of watching shitty movies. Was the okay. same joy that I got out of this insanity. Because I was watching the holodeck stuff. I was like, this is like high level, like sensual, weird, softcore porn. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. There was a line where he was like, "How do, is there any rules to this game? And she's like, it takes four hands to play. 
like super yeah. hey. <laughs> it's like uh, three, four hands. That's a rule. I, that's a rule. Would I recommend this based off a holodeck? Probably not. If somebody no. was really curious about what the holodeck looked like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely go watch that. Yeah, that I think it's a really interesting piece of Trek lore. So if you're really into Star Trek and holodecks and stuff, totally. I wouldn't tell a person to watch this episode for unless they again, if they're big time softcore porn aficionados <laughs> like Dylan. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just like I just really know my stuff. That's why. <laughs> for for Dylan, it's like Deep Space Nine, softcore pornography. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> that's my that's my quarantine life. That's it. That's been it. <laughs> uh, guys, you want to take a you want to take a peek inside the holodeck? Let's take a look on the Zerillion. Let's hollow, sneak a peek. The hollow what room. The hollow, hollow room. room. <laughs> the hollow sex room. Accessing Starfleet Archives NX01 Enterprise. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Greetings, fellow Earthship crew members. Oh, hey, what's going hey. on? I don't, never, I don't think we've met. Yeah, I've never. Ah, yes, I am Carl Peck. You, you do not remember me. No, no. Uh, Dom, Dom Space, Dom Space. Nice to meet you. Dom, nice to meet you. I'm a uh, Pert the First, Lewis. Pert the First. Are there other Perts? No, but. There will hopefully be a second pert and a third and a fourth and a fifth, maybe even a sixth. You know, who knows? Uh, my, yes. my line's going to go long. I can tell you that much. Uh, where, where, where are you from, Carl? Oh, uh, I am from San Francisco Bay. Yeah, the SF oh. Bay. Yeah. Cool. I'm from the SF Bay also. What part? Where specifically are you from? Oh, I am north of the city is where I was born. Me too. North, north, so like Marin? Yeah, where? Marin. Yes, Mar- Marin. Correct. Well, you grew up like right next to me. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, what a coincidence. You look super familiar, actually. Oh, I. that's unlikely. You like the... I'm... You like, like Dom. The, what? This guy. Dom, Dom, do you remember that bar we were at? We met a we met a guy, but he had pointy ears. Hey, let me see your ears, Carl. Oh, these, what? Why would you? Here are my why ears. Are on, there, why is there tape on? Why are there tape on your ears? I have normal human ears. Oh, I don't, shit, you're a Vulcan, not, aren't you? Oh my god! No. Listen, my real name is Kopek. They said that there would only be one. There was one Vulcan on this ship, and that's to Paul. Paul got the assignment, but I, I have always admired human culture, and this was the only board? way I could get transferred to this ship is to pretend to be Carl Peck. Okay, that's awesome, dude. Oh, way to go, dude. That's sick. Keep it on the down low. I'll keep it on the DL. I, I believe I am passing as a human, though. Yeah, the long hair really helps hide the tape. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes. I can totally is- relate, though. That's awesome. <laughs> Sneaking on stuff, I just... Guys, I got I got thrown... In the the jail, the brig, I oh. can't re- I can't remember what it's called again. Pert the first, uh, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. man. I was We've trying- only been out of dry dock for four weeks. Yeah, I know, but I, you know that ship with the the aliens on it that the we found. Aliens? Yeah, I wanted to sneak a peek. Heard they were hot, so I tried to get in on the the action, and they they clanked me. They threw me in the clanker. 
because they caught me. Pert, you do do know that, like, only only Trip was going to go. So, like, it was going to be very obvious if more than one person was on that transport over. Yeah, I thought I I could do it, though. Did did Travis Mayweather catch you? Yeah, he got me quick. What were you doing? Were you trying to, like, squeeze yourself into into his backpack or I tried to so like they were walking to the ship and I tried to like I swooped out from the corner and I tried to hide just behind him while he was walking and like get in the door Uh, but unfortunately the door shut on my body and then they saw me yeah but once you were on it it was going to be very obvious there was a third person those shuttles aren't very big they're quite small yeah, I know. First. I just didn't think that far. You know, you I was must just, think it through. I was thinking about the hot aliens too much. It clouded my vision. I understand. Pert, yeah, is that why? That is how I feel about human females. Kurt, is that why you weren't? Is that why you didn't meet me at the bar the other day? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I ended up having a beer with uh, with Jonathan Archer, Captain Archer. The captain. No, you, you had you had a, a, yeah. an alcoholic beverage with the captain. Yeah, we had we had more than one beer. It got pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, what'd you talk about, huh? Um, I don't know. We were just talking about how, like, we both have, like, pretty ambitious thoughts and how we both wanted to be captains. And he's already a captain, obviously. So, like, I was just kind of, like, shooting the shit with him, trying to, like... I don't... Did Did you meet Portos? Uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. Portos, uh... I don't... Okay, Portos, you're like, lying. Out. Did... You're very clearly lying, What do you mean? Yeah, Portos is a dog... Animal. No, yeah, though, like me and me and Portos is a cool guy, you know, like like the dog, like he's a cool. Do you have a beer with you know? Portos cool... also? Yeah, do, Portos. Do shots with Portos. Well, no, Portos is obviously a dog. Jeez. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, let me know the next time you hang out with Archer. You can give me a call. Yeah, Dom. Yeah, I'll come. Please, I'll, we'll I would come be interested out. in joining you. Yeah, me, me and him came up with a secret handshake while we were having beers. So you know. Yeah. Oh, what is a handshake? I'd love to know it. Oh, it's when you uh, you join hands and you like move them up and down. That's like the general base handshake. Oh. But I just want to make clear: this is not a sexual reproduction thing for humans, correct? No, no, no. Just after the whole thing with Trip, yeah, I am concerned about that kind of interspecies contact. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. It's a, it's so, a general like hello and goodbye kind of a thing. Ah, like live long and prosper. Oh, don't. Do not tell anybody Don't I did that. Th- yeah, no. no we Just won't. relax, man. Jesus. <clears throat> Keep your did hair long. You- <clears throat> did he let him call you Arch? What? Who? Did, did Archer let a- let him call you Arch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Arch? Yeah. Good friends. Yeah. Nobody calls him that. Nobody yeah, calls no, him no. Arch. Uh, I have never heard. Only good friends. In fact, only on good his, friends on his, call him Arch. <laughs> on the introduction communique, it said, do not call me a nickname. Yeah, but that's specifically, says that specifically. Arch. But he says that because Did you not he only wants watch his, the communication. He says that because he only wants his good friends to call him nicknames. That's how he knows who his good friends are. You fucking lying, man. I'm going to get more pudding. Yes, I do have to go speak to the Dr. Flox. He said he found an aberration in my skull scan. Oh. Never mind. I know what that's about. Do you guys want any pudding? Oh yeah, I'll have some pudding. Cool. Eventually, I want to get a little a short theme song for the holodeck stuff because that would be fun. Ooh. Yeah. But that's for later on. Another byline track. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I overall, by the way, I really like this episode. Just want to say 
in terms of what it's trying to do at the beginning. For the first 20 minutes of this episode, yeah. I think it's very Star Trek-y. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it gets all weird and sexist and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little too sexy for me. Even the the first half, you can see it like, this is a good Trek episode. It's still weird and sexy for me. I, I guess it was just very jarring because like even the shows, even like the, the Trek shows from the 90s, they have their like, you know, a little bit of sexism, but it's not like overtly like sexy. Like it's even it's more progressive than this, which really blows my mind. It really (laughs) feels it really feels like old white guys trying to appeal to the younger crowd in the early 2000s. It's really they're like our our fans are getting old. We need (laughs) teenagers to watch this. What if we made everybody hot? (laughs) I was a teenager when this came out and. It is, I stopped watching this show after the pilot episode. It's, like I didn't watch Enterprise again until like it was canceled. Mm-hmm. And then I liked it a lot. But as a teenager, I did not like it because I, mean, I wanted TNG and Voyager yeah, yeah. and Deep Space Nine. <clears throat> well, the holodeck stuff is pretty rad. I wonder if that's how Discovery is going to be seen. Mm. Because we don't hate Discovery. But we don't like Discovery because we just want a regular Star Trek show, right? And then, like, in the I, future, I, maybe I we'll go back and watch a, it and be like, hey, This is a big bag. I, I think it's a mediocre science fiction show in general, personally. Yeah. Not even just a Star Trek show. Yeah. I do think it's cool that it's brought a lot of people into the fold yes. of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are getting into Star Trek because of Discovery, and yes. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. agree. Let's just hope that uh, Strange New Worlds isn't uh, Enterprise 2.0. <laughs> Bunch I of hot white people <laughs> just walking around. I mean, everybody stuff. is hot, but it, I think yeah. it'll be a mixture it? between Enterprise and like the original series. Yeah. Which, yeah, real quick, right. now that I said the original series, um, I think Scott Bakula as our, Jonathan Archer is like, in the, at least in this early part of the seasons of season one, is really channeling William Shatner in how he's. Oh yeah, acting. Yeah, it's very classy. Yeah, it's also just Scott Bakula's acting. Scott Bakula. But, yeah, but let's get back to the holodeck stuff. Let's do because, it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I diverged. Um, part of the reason why I love the holodeck stuff is specifically the boat set. I think it's beautiful. I really, I think it's beautiful. I agree. It's <laughs> yeah. interesting because, like, for half of it, it's green screen where they because they just wanted to they green screen the holodeck room mm-hmm. and then they green screen out of it into. The there's the a billion home planet, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they green screen, they pop into an actual rowboat on water, yeah. Like they knew that that they would not be able to pull that off with a green, they like, killed green it. So, I, it's was so it actual rad. water? I don't think so. I think I don't it was think CG that was water. No, I no, think it's CG water. That looked like early CG water because it was just, it, yeah, it was too like, like almost like uh, gross, you know, it was too like mm-hmm. filmy. Like, I and don't when know. he got on the boat, he was like, whoa. And I was whoa. like, he definitely, the that's way, not that, a real boat. <laughs> that just made me think of something. You know how earlier in the episode, uh, Len is like, yeah, we don't have water. Here's fake water cubes. <laughs> and, and then there's a rowboat scene. <laughs> well, that is okay. pretty wild. Okay, that's probably, well, what they're that's on an is probably thing, not water. Probably. That's, well, what they're on is probably not water. It's probably like a liquid like, something else. Like liquid nitrogen or yeah. something. And then like well, no, this is the yeah. closest thing we could synthesize to water is like and it, jello cubes. It might be an atmosphere thing too because their atmosphere is totally different. So their atmosphere may not accept like liquid high water. Yeah. Like yeah. they could only do like cube water because we don't have, we can't do liquid water in this 
like environment. Environment. Yeah. And somehow Trip is still able to survive there because his body is 70% what Let's not get into That's this. Too but deep. the thing is, what, what really what it comes down to is I don't think that BB and them thought about that. That wasn't a no, thought. BB no, and no, Ricky no, Berms. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. But when they're on the boat and she pulls out the like the little rock um, cesspool or whatever the fuck it is, and she's like, they're just little pebbles. They're like sorry, little, little pebbles. crystal they, pebbles. They look like cat litter. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, and the way she does it is so sensual. And I'm like, trip, look out, something's going on. She's got electric <laughs> fingers or something. Uh, yeah. So um, she uses the little uh, the little pad to like bring this thing at, in like. We're assuming it's hollow technology. Like she's bringing it in. How does that work then? If it's not also, a real one, I don't. That and they, they bring it up too because I think he's like it was in the holodeck. Um, yeah. But when she uses it, there's a very like specific like motion she does with this little controller that I thought was really interesting. Where she like hmm. instead of just like putting it up like a cell phone and typing into it and be like, okay, now we're here, she like yeah. puts it against like her lower sternum. And like <laughs> presses the buttons, and Why like you do it. I don't know. I don't know. Do you if think BB like, like walked in and was like, "Nope, you got to put the chest out. Put it. Do it down there." And it was just being what like I overtly. Think, what I think it might have been was they were like, "You need to give us a very obvious like button press so that we can then oh. CG in the holodeck the coming yeah, in or and the, press yeah. it." And so for her, it was like, <clears throat> boom. And it was like right there in the, the yeah, lower sternum. And you're like, now you have to continue to do that whenever you want something to Every come in. Time. Every yeah. time. Every <laughs> time. Jesus Christ. But they played this well, game. You did a great job, Julianne Christie. <clears throat> yep. They play this weird game that's, she like phrases it as a game. She basically like. They have sex. They basically have sex. Like. She tricks him. She tricks yeah. <laughs> Trip into sex. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like, how do you play this game? Like, how. And she's like, well, you use four hands. Four hands, yeah. And then like, oh, now you can read my mind, right? It's like, what's what's my, what's your your favorite food is catfish, which, by the way, hilarious. Yeah, he's <laughs> from the south. It's like, what's yeah, <laughs> what's mine? And and he's like, weird. I don't know, like seed dots, something, or something root. Like that. It, was, it was something root. root. Yeah, it's fucking and then, gross, man. And then he's like, you find me attractive. I, they can read each other's thoughts. They're having sex, basically. They're having sex. They are. But he doesn't know it. And I feel no, bad for Trip, man. I feel terrible for him, too. This is not funny. Because if she just would have asked, he would have been like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's what's so sad. Is like, if she just would have asked, he probably would have been like, yeah, I'm down like, to. By the way, like, yeah, do you want to try this interspecies thing? FYI, this is sex for us. Would you be down? I don't and think he you could, can get pregnant. We went this for way. a ride on a rowboat. <laughs> on a rowboat. <laughs> well, there was that box of pebbles. Can you say that? Like there yeah, was yeah, that box did. of pebbles. Yeah. This yeah. is so fucked up. This this So yeah, let's just go yeah. ahead and say that this was, you know, a non consensual sexual encounter. Yeah. And she thought she could get away with it because they're different species, and that's not yeah. cool, Zerillians. Mm-hmm. She she's an evil alien. Because she, he comes back on board. This is out of the holodeck. But he comes back on board and she's like, oh shit, I didn't think that uh, me taking advantage of you would actually take a toll on you. That's essentially what she says to him. Which is again, like, instead of these aliens tripping over their own feet, maybe they actually <laughs> could be evil aliens. And that's how they, like, procreate. Oh. They're very benign. Oh, they do this all the time. Whoa. Yeah. Except for... 
we're giving BV and, what and they were Berm thinking. too much yeah. credit right now. We're giving BV and Berm way too much credit. I think they just wanted to write a, a sexy alien episode. That's what they put on the whiteboard when they were writing this. They're like, all right, sexy alien episode. What do we got, team? And they wanted to be like, how? How? Let's show some holodeck stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did like this is essentially like uh, next gen when Riker and Data are in the holodeck and they're explaining it again, which is fun. And I I enjoyed the, those that aspect. And this of is a it. way it's quicker fun. explanation of it too. She's just like yeah. resequence photons. Nah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Super. There simple. are no malfunctions. True. Unlike the one under the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley doesn't come in and fall in the water. This seems like way more advanced holodeck technology than they have in at the beginning of the next generation. She's like, you oh, can yeah, walk all the better. way over there. Like, this is the shit. It does say a lot, I think, about the species that they have like a cloaking device. Mm-hmm. They have the ship is like self is sustainable. Yeah. With all the food on the walls. Uh, they It's uh, a cool ship. Everything. It's a cool ship. Yeah. Uh, they they have a holodeck technology. So what does it say about their species that these are their priorities? Is like deception or hiding from things. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're not confrontational. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, and I think because we never ever see Zerillians again ever, Mm-mm. I have to assume that yeah. the Klingons found them and destroyed their entire planet. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they just kept doing this shit. <laughs> I want to see that like mini series where it ta- it takes place right after this, and it's just with the Klingons, and it's like a cat and mouse game where the Klingons are like we must find the Zerillians and destroy them. <laughs> it's just like a mini series of that. Also, when you find out at the end that uh, it's going to take them a month at impulse to get back home means that they're pretty close by. So we probably should see the Zerillians again. And the fact that we don't is a bad sign. (laughs) Very bad sign. But I I will say uh, this, as opposed to something like Discovery, where they put an alien species that we have never seen before (laughs) on a Federation ship. That is This is the way to put an alien species into something that uh, we've never seen before. Yeah, make them Are you sexy. Talk about the Kelpians, <laughs> Saru. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking I'm about. Saru I really like. Well, there's Saru. a canon reason they explain it. They eventually the explain show. it. I get it. I understand that, but <laughs> but they kind of explain it like I got to be honest. That last episode of Discovery is kind of like the last episode of Enterprise. They kind of <laughs> they kind of <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> it's it's weird. It ain't over yet, buddy. Oh uh, boy. Um, let's let's rate let's this. Rate, let's just, yeah, let's, let's go into it. Down let's just here. do it because it's going to be let's quick. Ra- yeah. yeah, let's yeah. fire through these guys. Okay, I'm just going to go down that list here. Dialogue. Any good dialogue? Yeah. Not in the holodeck. I mean, in no. the holodeck, I guess there's some good stuff. I don't know the dialogue of like how how, how does this game? Is there any rules to this it's game? Four hands. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny to hear Connor Trinier say anything because it's like a redneck in space. Yeah, when he first gets into the holodeck, and he's like. The perspective is amazing. Or it's like amazing. the depth perception. The depth perception. And then she's like, come with me. And they start walking. He's like, the perspective's changing. <laughs> and you can see like the CGI rocks very intently, like, like moving across each other. It was just, it's a step away from like a theater techie yeah. in all black, like running out and moving. It's a digital version of that. I'm going to give this a 0.5. Okay, 0.5. There's a couple good ones, but... Oh, I was going to give it a 2.5. I'm going to give it a 2 because it's 
it's interesting. Like they're they're talking about stuff, you're being true to their characters, but yeah, Cerule- okay. Or like Cerulean Root. How did I know that? <laughs> I, I think it's the perf- I think the performance of Trip is really That's what's making the dialogue very true. good. You're right. We You're took right. A ride it's, it's confusing, uh, but these categories are perfect. One point so five. Not worry I'm dropping. I'm dropping Mike down to one point five. <sighs> Dylan. Dylan Yo, persuaded guys, me. The memes I'm gonna make for this are specifically gonna be: We took a ride on a rowboat. <laughs> so it's gonna be somebody saying something and then him responding with: We took a ride on a rowboat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, what about action for this? There's like zero action zero. In, on a holodeck. Zero. Uh, I'm going to give it a 0.5 just because Trip does the weird like, whoa, I'm on a robo. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> if wobble. we give Wesley falling in the water a one, then I yes. I guess yes. that's right. true. I'm giving it a zero though. Sorry. <laughs> giving a zero. I'm also giving it a zero. There's no action here. Uh, suspense, there's zero. Really? Zero for me. There's Darius really, is going to be the enterprise there's, apologist there's on this little, whole show. There's zero suspense. We don't know what's going to happen when he puts his hands into that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, I you am nervous for you him. You can't tell me that when you were watching that, you're like, oh, don't put your hands in there, man. Something might happen. All right. Okay. Don't put your all hands right, in there. All right. Point five. You've convinced me <laughs> that's a valid point. That is a valid point. One. It's a va- one. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm holding fast at zero. Uh, how about the stakes? I think that there are stakes when they are on the holodeck with, with the Klingons. Because if the Zerillians don't pull this off, they're going to get destroyed. I forgot oh, about man, we those, forgot to put the we holodeck forgot about the Klingons stuff. because I can see my house from here. I can it's a pretty oh, no dialogue. Oh man, that is that's more campy than good dialogue. That's like that, nah nah nope. Not I'm going to give stakes a two, because even though it's not the Whoa. Enterprise, I do feel bad for this ship possibly not getting blown up. I'm going to go with a one. Yeah, I was going to go with a one. And romance. It's got to be a hard four. 4.5. 4.5, Dylan? I mean, it's it's all steamy. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of romantic tension, sexual tension going on in there. Up, in, up until the point, uh, it was a little romantic. I'm giving it a four. I'm I'm gonna go with a four also. Yeah, I'll go with three point five. Cool. I think we're all docking it here because of the non non consensuality. Absolutely. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Uh, and finally, camp. It's pretty campy. It's yeah. I can see my home from here because um, I, uh, I think like what I I, th- I think I said it last episode or an episode ago. Uh, I'm gonna try to separate the dialogue in camp from. Dialogue is the words that are written, and camp is the performance of the words that are written. And Mm -hmm. the performance is pretty campy. I think without Trip, though, it wouldn't be as campy. I think he's really the he's like the campiest character I've ever seen. Totally. Um, I'm gonna give it a four or five. Yeah, four point five for me too. Cool. I'm gonna give it a four. That's yeah. yeah. All right, computer, can you give us the final overall score of Unexpected Enterprise Season 1, Episode 4? Calculating. 1.917. Fucking nailed it. (laughs) 1.917. 1.92. I think that's pretty... That's about right. Guys, this is the worst episode, technically, that we've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Definitely. But I do think as we go on, 
it will this not will be, be higher. Yeah, I don't know if this will be in the bottom half of the list. I think, guys, and I'm I'm gonna I, go on a, on a limb here. I think it's gonna be in the top half of our final list. Guys, I think we may have run into a problem here. I think we all love holodeck content, so we're going to have a really hard time rating anything lower than like a 0.5. We will, I I really do feel like there's going to be an episode where like 0.5 is the highest rating we give. It's going to be one scene. It's going to be like, they pop in, they're like, hey, Barkley, stop fucking stuff. Come on, you know, and like, (laughs) we're going to work. And we're going to be like, yeah, it's a point 0.5. It's a good scene, but point 0.5. <laughs> the tension. Oh, yes. Well, I'm very excited to keep doing Enterprise episodes because... I am too. It's a pure joy to talk about we're the We're only going to have one more, but it's going to be it? fun. Oh, man. Uh, do we want to... Do we want to try uh real quick uh see what uh, other people thought of this episode uh thanks to oh yeah reddit yeah let's we're gonna do yeah a new little so, segment here we're gonna check out some uh reddit comments about this ed- episode specifically yeah okay so let's see here. what do we got make sure we make sure, sure we shout out the reddit username too yeah they need it yeah let's do that they need this is to gonna be, be like the blast. trek to the holodeck uh call-in show essentially but through the internet <laughs> This person doesn't like DePaul. Yeah, I was just looking at that one. Rename this to I Hate DePaul while you're at it. (laughs) She's my favorite character in all of Star Trek, and I relate to her on more levels than I can count. Her seeking emotion, teasing others to see their reactions, her personality, she was me. I don't get this. Comment. Wait, are they saying the episode, like, dunks on DePaul? I don't know. Does anyone, does that make sense to anybody? It sounds like they like because it sounds like they, they like to Paul, but then they're like rename this episode. I hate to Paul probably because uh, to Paul is kind of the villain all the time. Everyone, she's well, like in Enterprise Vulcans are the kind villains of all the time. Yeah. Passive villains. Yeah. The buzz kills. Uh, I found a, a comment uh, on another thread. Okay. That discusses the consensual, the consensual <gasps> nature of this. All right. It's on the Daystrom Institute subreddit. The user deleted their account. So, oh no. Yeah. Um, but they're just. I'll I'll quote a paragraph here. This means that Alan essentially tricked Trip into Zerillian sex. You can be generous here though and say that Zerillians think of sex in a completely different way than we do. I don't mm. think it's a likely explanation, but yeah. Zerillians may just not have the same feelings towards personal violations. It goes on and on. In that case, Alan would go from being a rapist using deception to merely extremely irresponsible and not fit for contact with other species, which I think is kind of what we got. We got there. Zerillians are just not good at space exploration. Yeah. <laughs> but this person, this is like nine paragraphs. This is like a, That's like an a essay. college yeah, essay. Oh. Right? <gasps> We got a, I got a cool theory here about the Zerillians. <clears throat> Are Zerillians now a member of the Bream Confederacy? When we met oh. Zerillians, we learned that they have high pressure. They have a high pressure environment, thereby needing pressure suits. They have a ship that uses biological components, food that grows on walls, which matches up with Janeway's statement on the Breen using biological ships from Voyager Scorpion, and we never see them again. Or did we? Many say that the Breen are many species, some who have suits and others who do not. But to engage with other species, we need to put a suit. They need to put a suit on. So they could be 
They could have just hmm. turned into members of the Breen. I love that. I love that's like deep Star Trek nerd lore. Truly. Uh, somebody named Ascaria two years ago wrote Enterprise season one, my thoughts on each episode. So there are like 27 reviews here. This is what he had, <laughs> he or she or they has for unexpected. Don't even get me started on the dumb jokes they made about the pregnancy. A pregnant man seems like the plot line from season eight when writers run out of all <laughs> out of ideas. They could have at least treated it seriously, like an alien type of scenario. Yeah. I also just couldn't get behind the episode's plot early on when Trip goes to help repair the engine. Disagree. I think that's the best part of the episode. Agreed. This is a guy from a planet that's way behind when it comes to technology, and I'm supposed to believe that he would be helpful in repairing a way advanced species, totally foreign technology. It's their fucking job. What? what? Yeah. Uh... There are two takeaways from this episode, though. One, Zerillians gave Klingons holodeck technology. We noticed that, too. Yes, we're but smart. The humans didn't even think of asking for the same favor. Yeah. Also Again. <laughs> Which is really weird. Now I know that Klingons had holodecks during the, the original series era, while humans had no clue until TNG. Two, the episode very nicely underscored the pilot's weird, sudden ending. The super important meeting between humans and Klingons on Konos is discussed. The one we didn't get to see for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty. Yeah. It's a good wrap there, up there. There is that. There is that. Uh, right at the end, Archer's like, "Did he really say that about me to Tapal?" And Tapal's like, "Well, Klingons like to exaggerate, so I exaggerated. I lied. He didn't say anything about that." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice throwback to whenever Spock lies. Kirk's mm-hmm. like, "Did you just lie?" Like, I exaggerated. He just that happens <laughs> like exa- a million yeah. times. <laughs> uh, this is a, this is a side note about Enterprise in general. Do they always have like uh, upper ranking officer dinners? Is like that? Is that yeah. how they like oh, yeah. decompress? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. They're I really like, like that. that. There's yeah. a lot of dinner. Yeah, it's in yeah. That's fun. And they have some ensign serve them, which is kind of a little uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're on the first warp five class ship? Yeah. That's that's awesome. What's what's your job? Um, I do a lot of uh, moving. Of I I just put food. I make I cook. I'm and a I fucking put food waiter. I'm a well, I'm a, I, I am a waiter. <laughs> what's your name? Harry King the first. <laughs> I have oh, good shit. feeling though. I feel I feel like eventually I'll I'll, I'll get promoted. Yeah, I do take my job very seriously though. Well, I don't know if that was as exciting of uh, a Reddit. Uh, uh, no. segment no, as we wanted it to be, that. but we'll continue to do it. You know, if yeah, usually every people now hate harder, but yeah. yeah. Well, that was a whole lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed everything about that. What are we watching next week? Okay, so our next episode is called Booby Trap. It's The Next Generation, Season 3, Episode 6, and it's a LaForge one. So yeah. go watch it right now. Yeah, and uh, thanks for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. You can subscribe to Trek to the Holodeck on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other Alpha Quadrant podcast sites. Follow us at Trek to the Holodeck on Instagram or Trek to the Deck on Twitter, I believe, and other subspace networks. We're out there. The voice of the Trek to the Holodeck computer is provided by Verona Blue. Intro and outro music by artist Bodyline, available now on Bandcamp, uh, used with permission from Midwest Collective. Trek to the Holodeck is a fan podcast. We're celebrating Star Trek. So we have no affiliation with Viacom CBS. Viacom CBS, leave us alone. Leave (laughs) us alone. Back off. Or else this podcast is going to turn into fuck Viacom CBS podcast. (laughs) We're just just trying to make cool (laughs) Instagram posts. You don't have to take them down. Just leave us alone. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway. (sighs) 
terminate program. Yeah. <laughs> spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 